Welcome back to Bellhaven Diamond Talk. Kenneth Nash sitting down with head baseball coach Andrew Gibson. Coach, uh, you got your first weekend as the head man of the Bellhaven uh, Blazers. Uh, I know it probably didn't go exactly how you would have drawn it up, but uh, there's still a lot to talk about, and we appreciate you taking the time. We know you're getting ready to head right back out on the, the road uh, tomorrow. Yeah, man, we've, we've just got to figure out a way to win. Yep. You know, we played good in some spurts, but – uh, all in all, this club hasn't figured out a way to win yet. Um, you know, part of that is new system. Part of that is them coming together as a group and, and just starting to figure some things out. Um, you know, and it's like I told them when we got off the bus, it's just, it's the consistency of it, right? So we'll play a really good three innings and then play two or three innings that look like we've never played before. Um, you know, so I think all in all, when you sum up the weekend, you could look at, at Friday, game one, and go, if we pitch better out of the bullpen, we're 1-0. Yep. Um, you know, and then on on Friday, game two, kind of have the doubleheader blues. You know, you get walked off on game one, and then uh, we got into the game. Swift gave us a good start, and then we just never threw a punch late to, to yep. take the lead. Um, you know, and then we had the rain-shortened game on <clears throat> on Saturday. Um, you know, some logistical errors were made there. I thought we could have gotten that game in. And, um, you know, honestly, I, I felt like we were going to come back and win that game. Um, you know, but it is what it is. And uh, you start the, start the year 0-3. But good news, you got, you got 40 more contests or 37 more contests to figure out what you're made of. Absolutely. Uh, we, won't, we won't spend too much time on these games, but I am interested. Uh, you know, I know that a lot of coaches and aren't really big ones for, for I guess, moral victories, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at the same boat. But when you look at these games, you lose by one run to Hendricks, mm-hmm. you lose by one run to Westminster, and then uh, you, you lost 5-2 to Westminster in game three, but it was rain-shortened. Like you said, I, I, was on, I was on the same boat as you. I think y'all were on the way back in that game. Y'all had taken the momentum, and then, and then it was called due to rain in the sixth inning. Uh, I'm interested, as a coach, when you see these, these chances, is this not the moral victory side, but is this as much going to your team, hey, guys, we're right here. We made these mistakes. We take care of these mistakes, and this game's not close. Is that kind of how you approach it with your team, especially that Hendricks game where – you had an opportunity to win it, and then there were some mistakes late on that yeah. I think probably probably brought Hendricks right back into the game, and and uh, uh, it ended up going in their favor. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I wish um, you know, I wish you had all the answers on tea leaves in game one. Yeah. Um, you know, if we, if we had it to do over again, I don't think I would have done it any differently. But there's certainly some personnel changes that are coming in the bullpen uh, because when Abney throws throws that punch in the seventh, in the top half of the seventh, like we've got to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, he hits the three-run homer there late, uh, actually responds to a mistake we made earlier in the inning. We got thrown out at first or at third base with nobody out, um, you know, and, and I jumped him a little bit for that. And then we figure out a way to get a couple more guys on base, and then Abney throws the punch. And, you know, to go up on a really good Hendricks team 7-4, to four, um, and we just pitched really poorly out of the bullpen. I mean, you talk about five or six free passes and – three hits over the last three frames and uh you know two of those three hits were extra base hits um it's not good enough yeah. you know so um we'll find the guys that want to pitch back there um you know and I'm not saying that the guys that pitched on Friday don't want to pitch back there but some other guys are going to pass them up to figure out you know cuz we've got to win that game um you know so yeah it, it's learning moments um you know some of it is is opportunities that guys have created for themselves in the fall um in the early spring and and then when we get in the thick of things 
at the end of the day, man, I just want the, the most competitive dudes that I can get out there. Um, you know, and I'm not so sure that, that that was the case on, on game one on Friday. I think there's some other competitors in that bullpen that I can throw in those moments that, that can help us win those ball games. I'm interested to talk about the bats a little bit uh, because that first game against Hendricks and, and all weekend you had some guys that had some really good performances, and it was a lot of the new guys uh, that stepped up. Noah Foster really stood out, hit 455 across the three games, five hits and 11 at-bats. Uh, three of those hits were doubles, drove in a couple of runs. I know he's going to be a big part of your lineup, but to see him come in and show up immediately and deliver like that and uh, across three games has got to be really special. Cole Fletcher had a, had a good weekend as well, three for nine with a double and a run, uh, run scored. Uh, Tristan Peterson had a pretty solid start to the year as well. Those are all new guys who are going to be asked to play really big roles in this lineup, and they all showed up uh, this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, <clears throat> T. Pearson's the only one that was committed prior to, to me being here. Um, you know, fortunately, we were able to get our boots on the ground in July and get Noah Foster committed and done, Cole Fletcher committed and done, Josh Nutzi committed and done, even though he didn't have a great weekend. He's a nice player. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, they're, they're a, uh, they're an extremely athletic and versatile bunch. Like we talked about last week, you know, we, we could, we could stick Foster in center field and he's probably an all American out there too. Um, you know, he's just really slow heartbeat plays the game with, with an extreme amount of confidence and, um, you know, proud of what he did this weekend. He's put in a lot of work to get to that point. He was actually injured the first couple of weeks of spring training. Um, you know, and was, was limited. Um, so we tried to get him as many live opportunities as we could, um, just basically without him swinging a bat. And, you know, I think it's paid off a, a, a little bit. I mean, you know, he definitely wasn't sped up this weekend. Those were some really good arms we faced against Hendricks on, on game one. Um, you know, and he punched, he punched that dude right in the mouth in, in the first or second inning, uh, and scored scored T. Pearson from first yep. uh, on a double over the center fielder's head. So I think it kind of set the tone for his weekend. Um, you know, so um, excited to see what he does for us in the future. You mentioned Will Swift uh, a little bit ago when we were getting started. Uh, he started game two for you, and, and I know that you've talked about uh, kind of trying to put this rotation puzzle together. Uh, uh, the first piece is pretty easy to, to write in there, and we'll talk about him in just a second, uh, and Brett Sanchez. But uh, Swift was a guy who was a big part of the bullpen last year, got some spot starts here and there in the midweek. Uh, but he was really strong. Uh, six, uh, six innings in the game, gave up just six hits, three runs, uh, struck out two. Uh, one of those runs was unearned. Uh, I'm interested to, to to hear your thoughts on him stretching out because obviously you're taking a big piece from the bullpen, putting it in the rotation. You really need him to hit, and it felt like he pitched really well against a good Westminster club on the, he, on Friday. Yeah, he did. He pitched really well. Um, you know, Swift is not a guy that's going to overpower you, power you with strikeouts and strikeout stuff, uh, but he can get the fastball to both sides of the plate. Um, he can set you up to strike you out. Uh, I don't. My plan was to kind of get him deeper into that game. So, we, we honestly, we tried to kind of avoid the strikeout. Um, and they were doing some stuff offensively that um, allowed us to do that. Um, so, you know, he was able to get us another quality start. You know, on the day there, we were two for two quality starts. Um, you know, Brett gets us through five innings, three, three runs or less. Swift does the same thing. Um, you know, we just – you know, game one again is about figuring it out in the bullpen, and then uh, and then game two is about figuring out how to throw a punch late uh, when we've pitched it well enough to win. And um, you know, so but as far as Swift is concerned, 
Uh, been nothing but but pleased with him. He threw a really good side session yesterday uh, to get himself ready for the same role on on Friday against Harden Simmons. Yeah, it was impressive to see, and, and uh, Preston Canale came in in relief. He pitched pretty well uh, in inning, yep. gave up one hit, struck out a couple, uh, didn't allow a run. Colton Sylvester threw a couple, uh, two-thirds of an inning, picked up a strikeout, and uh, didn't allow a run either. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested, uh, let's talk about Brett Sanchez, because yeah. obviously uh, by his numbers, uh, his start Friday was probably, if you asked him, not where he thought it should be. Uh, go six innings, eight hits, four earned runs, struck out seven, walked one. Uh, but he was he's a pitcher that you can throw out there game one of the season and he's already stretched out and ready to go. He's a, he's a really – he's a superb athlete, and, and he probably doesn't get enough credit for that. Um, but he's able to go out there and, and put you guys in a position to win game one uh, when the bats were showing up but maybe some of the, the defense wasn't. Uh, I'm interested uh, how much – I guess how much are you going to rely on him to get you deep into games to start series? Because uh, I know that the kind of the idea is – Game one of series are generally pretty tight because those are the two ones. Right. Game three of series are usually pretty tight. Uh, and so you need those guys to go pretty deep, and, and hopefully you can save your bullpen for later of the weekend. How, how much are you going to rely on him to get you deep in the games uh, to open up series? Quite a bit. You know, there's a limit to that too, though, right? Like, you know, and, I, and I've, had, I've had the conversation with him since August because I've seen how he's been used the past couple of years and uh, not knocking that at all. But I would much rather those innings come – in April and May when we, when it's time to win a championship than in February and March. Um, you know, so I'm not saying he's not going to roll out there uh, this weekend and go seven, you know, but for me it's all, it's all about kind of what does he look like? Um, where's the pitch count at? Pitch count's relative. Um, you know, are they stressful pitches? Are they, you know, non-stressful pitches? And, and, you know, for me, what the decision to take him out after six on uh, on game one on Friday, as I asked him after the fifth, because I'm I'm sitting there watching him kind of struggle through the fifth. I asked him after the fifth, I said, can you give us one more? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he actually should have thrown two or three less pitches in the sixth. He, he struck a dude out on a changeup, uh, you know, late in the sixth inning, and, and the umpire balled it. Um, but you know, Brett was, Brett was good. Uh, I wouldn't say great on Friday, but certainly gave us a chance to win. And, um, you know, so I think he's going to do that almost every time out, you know, it's just like we talked about, he does the, what our, our circle of control, he does it about as good as anybody as I've ever had. Yep. Um, it's, it's competitive strikes. It's controlled the running game. It's controlled the pre-pitch and post-pitch thought process and fielding his position. I mean, it's it's the whole nine yards. So, proud of what he did this weekend. I think he's going to take a step up this upcoming week. Yeah, I would expect that too. Uh, real quick on Brett, uh, there was also some really cool recognition that came in for him this past week. It came in on Friday while y'all were playing, but uh, he was named as one of 55 guys on the USA Baseball Golden Spikes Award watch list. Uh, for anybody that, that is maybe not familiar with that, I mean, that's that's about as prestigious an award there is in amateur baseball in the United States. 55 guys on that list, 50 of them are NCAA Division One players. Uh, for reference, Dylan Cruz, LSU number two overall pick in the MLB draft, won that award last year. He he is the only Division three guy on that list, one of five non-Division one players on that list. Uh, that's got to be a really, really incredible feeling, I know, for him. Uh, but for you as a coach, to, to come in, you're inheriting uh, Brett, and, and you know that uh, this is the kind of recognition that he's already pulling in. That's big for him, big for your program, and that's got to be really cool for you as a coach as well. For sure. And, it, it you know, honestly, it just speaks to, to him and his body of work. Um, you know, I mean, he's a relentless competitor. 
um, and just does things the right way. Um, you know, actually coming into this job, there's a couple of coaches that called me and, and were like, hey, you know, Sanchez is a good arm, but just watch out for the antics. Um, you know, and so I've had some conversations with him and, you know, it, I, he's been nothing but a tremendous teammate for us. Um, you know, he's certainly a guy that's deserving of any award or, or watch list or anything that he's gotten. I mean, the stuff that he's done over his career is pretty remarkable. Um, you know, and, and like I said, at the end of the day, uh, what his role is, is, is to get us deep into games and give us a chance to win. And, and he does that almost every time out. But I certainly hope that what he does for us as a team can, can in the, in the back end, get him some, some personal accolades as well. Absolutely. He was preseason All-American for D3Baseball.com, was D3Baseball.com Pitcher of the Year a year ago. Some of those stats, by the way, 26-7 and seven across 41 appearances, 39 career starts, 215 ERA, struck out 322 in 305 innings, opponents hitting 206 against him in his career. Those are some absurd numbers. Yep. His walk-to-strikeout ratio is probably as good as it gets yep. in the country, no matter the level. Uh, let's take a quick look uh, at uh, this upcoming weekend, because you're right back at it that's the beauty of early season is you, you get four or five days and then you go right back at it uh you're headed to Harden Simmons in Abilene Texas uh Bell Haven fans that have been around for a while will be familiar with Harden Simmons former uh conference opponent in the American Southwest Conference haven't played him for a couple of years uh the ASC is a good baseball conference Harden Simmons has some some good history in baseball uh, what can we expect from you I will start with that what can we expect from Bell Haven this weekend that may look a little bit different in terms of personnel or, or just in terms of of how you're going to approach this weekend's games yeah well first of all Harden Simmons is a story program uh, you know Steve Coleman is, has become a friend uh he's their head coach and he's been doing it there for over 30 years I'm pretty sure yeah um so has, has built a Certainly a proud program. Um, I hope that, that we can go in there and throw a little mud on that this weekend. Um, you know, for us, one of our one of our core values is resilience. And, um, you know, I think we're going to figure out, is has that really been instilled this week? Because, like I said, we played, some, we played some moments of winning baseball this past weekend. But when you talk about the collective and putting a weekend together – um, you know, obviously the record is what it says it is. We're 0-3. We haven't won a game. Um, so, in, in terms of personnel, um, you know, obviously Muse going down is certainly a big blow. Uh, we haven't gotten official confirmation that he's going to be out for the year, but it's, it's likely. Um, you know, the play at the plate there, Muse was doing – he did everything right, and it was just kind of a freak accident. Um, you know, busted up his knee pretty good. And um, so – Thomas Hollingsworth and Nathan Delacerta are going to certainly catch more than they did this weekend. Um, you know, from a pitching standpoint, like we talked about earlier, I've got to figure out some pieces in this bullpen that want to be competitive and, and help us finish games. Um, Colton Sylvester is going to pitch more this weekend. Um, you know, he pitched in the alumni game, was really good. Uh, we got him – my original plan was to split start he and Swift in game two. And I realized how much deeper Swift got us than what I anticipated. And so, um, you know, Sylvester was certainly there in the back end and pitched well enough for us to win. We just didn't throw the punch late to, to do it. Um, you know, if I had to guess, um, you know, he, he's going to be at the back end of one, if not both of the, both two of two of the three games yeah. this weekend. Um, you know, so he's just got to look about him, uh, and, and he's got he's got the pitches to be able to to kind of get through the back end of the game. And again, he controls the run game, things like that. So, um, 
you know, but as far as the, the other the other personnel, um, you know, I think we're we're in pretty good shape. Uh, Hunter Harrell, I sat for the last two games because he's got a little bit little bit of a groin issue going on that that we were trying to work through. Hopefully, he's back and can play two or three of the games this weekend. Uh, really competitive piece there, and I thought Thompson did a good job of filling in. Um, you know, and you may end up looking up, and, and Thompson's an everyday guy at some point. Um, you know, he's certainly athletic enough and certainly competitive enough. We've got to figure out a little bit of the swing and miss uh, with him. But, you know, from an from a offensive standpoint, we've got to throw the punches when it matters. You know, I thought we hit okay this weekend, but we didn't really hit when it was time to hit. You know, when, when you've got runners in scoring position and we need to throw a big punch, there was only one or two times this weekend that we did that. Yeah. Um, so, got to be able to, to put that under wraps this week, um, you know, and at the end of the day, when you roll out of your first weekend pitching at, at between a six and a seven ERA, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and go, we got to pitch better. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I think uh, Cade May is certainly a guy that, that, you know, needs to pitch better. Um, everybody on our staff needs to pitch better, um, you know, so – uh, we've had a good work week. Uh, we'll have a couple of more side sessions today to, to try to get everybody ready to go for Friday and Saturday. Um, and then we're going to play a, a seven inning on game one Friday, a nine inning game two uh, starting at one. And then uh, we'll play a nine inning game at, at one o'clock on Saturday. Absolutely. The Blazers will be in Abilene, Texas this weekend to take on Harden-Simmons three-game set. Coach just rolled through kind of the breakdown of the weekends. Uh, and then there, you'll be back home. Uh, well, I say back home. You'll, you'll open up your, your home season uh, next weekend uh, against St. Thomas. I know you're excited to be back in uh, Trustmark and, and be able to play in front of the home crowd. Uh, that'll be on the Blazers Sports Network uh, in just a couple of weeks' time. Coach, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some uh, seeing some changes, see what happens this weekend. We, we saw a lot of optimism and reason to be optimistic, uh, but obviously there's some early season growing pains, yeah. so excited to see uh, how that comes to fruition. But uh, we appreciate your time, and, and good luck in Abilene. You got it, man. Thanks, Kenneth. You heard from Bell Haven head softball coach Kevin Griffin, Bell Haven head baseball coach Andrew Gibson about their starts to the season, what's coming up ahead. You can catch Bell Haven Diamond Talk on demand on the Blazer Sports Network, also available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, and tune in next week. You can listen live. We'll be back to talk about this weekend's action. You've been listening to Bell Haven Diamond Talk on the Blazer Sports Network.